Hello, everyone. We'll have again. Happy wedding day to WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange and his new wife, Stella Morris. They married today in the United Kingdom while he is still locked up in prison. There's a high security wedding uh, with only four guests allowed. Supporters stood outside of the prison. I was invited. I had to put my wedding invite behind me. Uh, couldn't make it, please join us for the Assange wedding. Uh, it happened from 1 to 4 today, uh, London time. And I want to, it's a good opportunity to not only shine light on uh, the human side of Julian Assange's life, his personal life, and uh, his wife's fight to free him, as well as remind people about what his case may mean for freedom of speech and the free press. A lot of journalists and human rights activists are warning that if the United States goes through with imprisoning Julian Assange for the rest of his life, like they're trying to do, it's going to be a horrible precedent set on freedom of the press in the United States. The United States is trying to extradite him right now uh, our own Department of Justice trying to get him here in the state so that they can prosecute him and lock him up for espionage and computer hacking crimes. After he collaborated with sources like a lot of journalists do to release truthful documents about what our government is really up to. He, he released very newsworthy and true things that the government didn't like having released. The government likes to operate in secrecy, you see. So he obliterated that secrecy with his WikiLeaks dumps, and now the United States is going for his throat. So we're going to dig uh, into his case, but I want to show you guys um, the his official wedding website and the little story of him and Stella Morris there Story. I hope people make a movie about it someday because it's like such an action drama romance thriller. Um, I can't even imagine. She she was saying today it was the ha- like the happiest yet saddest day for her uh, having to to leave the prison and go cut the wedding cake alone. Uh, before we get it further into their story, I want to shout out the sponsor of my coverage. Turn up your volume for this. Studies show the presence of a service animal can provide relief from anxiety and depression. A 2021 study even suggests that service animals can help reduce the physical markings for anxiety like blood pressure, heart rate, and stress hormones. Getting a service animal, however, is usually thought of as challenging. That is why we made it easy to register your uh, own pet as a service animal. This service quickly lets anyone register their animal as an emotional support animal for housing or as a psychiatric animal for travel. Doing this removes the typical housing and airline fees associated with the pet. Uh, Now you can bring it on the plane without paying that $200 fee. Uh, You can also have the pet live with you and not have to pay the landlord fees. Uh, Imagine how convenient having a registered service pet will be. If you're tired of paying ridiculous pet fees, you'll love it. American Service Pets has a special offer Good for the next 24 hours. Go to www.approvemypet.com or visit that link down below in my description to register now. 
let me show you guys a video of uh, Stella Morris walking up in her wedding dress uh, today in London as she prepared to uh, to marry Julian Assange. The Washington Post or New York Post unveiling this video here. Congratulations, star! You're more How are you feeling, Stella? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm uh, website for Julian and Stella Morris, and you can learn about Julian's more about Julian's real life. So, Julian Assange, WikiLeaks founder, here's his official wedding website, assangewedding.com. Uh, can see the wedding date today, uh, time and place of ceremony um, at Belmarsh Prison in the United Kingdom in London. Uh, their love story. Julian Assange, world-renowned publisher by day, dad, and hero to his kids by night. The groom grew up in great Australian outback before finding himself imprisoned for telling uncomfortable truths. And Stella Morris, the bride-to-be, was born in Johannesburg, South Africa, grew up in Spain, and traveled the world by setting, settling down in the UK, where she and Julian currently have two adorable children and their lovely embassy cat. So he actually, uh, she, she had two secret children by him. She began secretly dating him in 2015 is her story. And prior to that, she actually uh, worked with him as an attorney before they started uh, dating. So first time we met, they met in 2011 when Stella was hired to help work on preventing Julian's extradition. She found him clever, engaging, and direct. She still does to this day. First date was 2015. It's hard to date properly when you're being pursued by powerful states bent on revenge for your work publishing evidence of war crimes. But they met nearly every day in the embassy and realized how they felt about one another. They found love in a hopeless place. He proposed her in 2017. Julian was always the more comfortable one. And when the moment came, when he asked the question, they wondered, could we actually have that dream of normal love and, and life together? Could we reach for love amidst the fury of corrupt interests trying to track, imprison, and assassinate us? Wedding confirmation was uh, in November of 2021. Julian and Stella initially intended to marry in the Ecuadorian embassy where Julian had been forced into asylum, but were not able to wed until Julian was granted citizenship under the pro-Washington Moreno government. That prospect had become impossible even once he obtained citizenship after his asylum was unlawfully revoked and he was dragged by the embassy and thrown into Belmarsh. Julian and Stella 
Julian and Stella asked the prison in December of 2020 to allow them to marry. After a lot of back and forth and a few threats of legal action, Belmarsh finally relented and agreed to allow the couple to have their wedding in late 2021. So that is his love story with Stella Morris. Now, she wrote a, uh, a, a kind of a personal letter to the public in The Guardian um, today, actually, talking about uh, the headline is, Today I Will Marry the Love of My Life, Julian Assange's fiance Stella Morris. Um, so she writes in this article, uh, let me bring it up on the screen here. Uh, some of the background of, of how, how the government is basically keeping anything, any humanity about Julian Assange uh, completely silent. People aren't allowed to see what he looks like in any pictures, nothing. Uh, so for their wedding, she's writing how the two witnesses they were allowed to have at their wedding ceremony were journalists. So they were denied. The government does not want any journalists around Julian Assange. Uh, their wedding photographer uh, was a also does news photography, so uh, the prison didn't want that either. No pictures of Julian Assange. Uh, you know, he's basically a journalist himself in that he publishes information from sources that is newsworthy. That makes him a journalist, I would say, on WikiLeaks.org. Uh, so she writes here about how um, Belmarsh Prison has allowed. Uh, plenty of photography about other inmates, but for Julian, who isn't even serving a sentence, there appears to be a different set of rules. Uh, where, what are they so afraid of? She says, I am convinced that they fear that people will see Julian as a human being, not a name, but a person. Their fear reveals that they want Julian to remain invisible to the public at all costs, even on his wedding day, especially on his wedding day, for him to disappear from public public consciousness. If the public doesn't care about Julian Assange and forgets he exists, then the government can quietly punish him into oblivion, whether that punishment is warranted or not. But he's been releasing government secrets left and right. So governments don't like that whatsoever. She writes that Julian is being turned into prisoner X, an abstraction that is neither seen nor heard and therefore non-existent. Julian is being disappeared because his imprisonment is a national disgrace, an embarrassment for the British state and a vicious authoritarian move. The logic of disappearing a person in the hope that they will be forgotten is what Soviet Russia did. But it's too late to hide what is being done to him. The UN special a rapporteur uh, on torture, Nils Melzer, has deconstructed a case of persecution and psychological torture inflicted on Julian. Julian is being made to suffer in a monstrous, undeniable political persecution. Julian is not charged with a crime in the UK. The charges he faces are in the United States. Uh, according to Amnesty International, they are politically motivated, she writes. And according to every major press freedom organization, the charges are also an attack on journalism itself because they criminalize journalism and open the door to imprison journalists for doing their job. So 
Julian's new wife cited um, this United Nations uh, investigator, Nils Metzer. He has ended up writing a book about Julian Assange and an abstract from his book um, introing it says that in July of 2010, WikiLeaks published Cablegate, one of the biggest leaks in the history of the U.S. military, including evidence of war crimes and torture, war crimes committed by the United States that it tries to cover up. You know, when the New York Times or whoever covers a whatever's happening, whatever the U.S. has done, whatever uh, bomb the U.S. drones have dropped in a foreign country, we have to take America's word for it because they operate in in secrecy uh, in a lot of these operations. No media allowed to cover it. Well, what WikiLeaks did was show exactly what happened by releasing the documentation, including some pretty horrifying things that the U.S. military had done. Okay, our military has done a lot of good things, but other things are not so good. And the military's official report to the press about what happened in those incidents, like in Afghanistan, uh, were actually false. Military put out lies to the press to cover up um, horrible either war crimes or giant mistakes that cost innocent human lives. Anyway, uh, WikiLeaks drops this stuff. And shortly after that, the United States is coming for his throat. Um, Is that warranted or was he doing genuine journalism after a source turned over that video and those documents to him? Sounds like journalism to me. So his case is pretty concerning for free press uh, as far as I can see. Um, Anyway, so he uh, he drops this information about war crimes and torture. Uh, The book goes on to say that in the aftermath, Julian Assange, the founder and spokesman for WikiLeaks, found himself at the center of a media storm accused of hacking and later sexual assault. Easiest way to take down a powerful man, accuse him of sexual assault. Uh, So shortly after dropping those war crime documentations um, that out the U.S. military, he gets accused of raping some girl and, and sexually assaulting another girl in Sweden. So Sweden tries to extradite him, but he knows that if he gets extradited to Sweden, They're going to extradite him to the United States where he'll probably rot in prison. So he hides out in the Ecuadorian embassy in the United Kingdom and ends up spending, uh, I believe, seven years there uh, before police in the United Kingdom dragged him out and sent him into Belmarsh prison where the the United States and the United Kingdom are collaborating to get him extradited currently to the United States, hasn't been extradited yet. Meanwhile, while he was in the Ecuadorian prison, he starts dating his former attorney. um, And she keeps it secret that she was dating him. She told the Guardian this story uh, that she just, she's kept it very low key. She ends up getting pregnant and she doesn't even tell her friends who the child is. Now she has two sons by Julian Assange And today she finally got to marry uh, their father. So the book goes on to say, yeah, he hides out in the Ecuadorian uh, embassy, spends seven years there in London, fearful 
that he might be extradited to Sweden to face the accusations of assault and then be sent to the U.S. Well, he claimed those assault accusations were whack. He said it was consensual. And the women, the whole case eventually got thrown out. Um, Sweden scrapped the sexual assault case. So was there anything to it? Why did they scrap scrap it? Uh, Sweden said uh, the time ran out. It just took too long. So they scrapped it because the evidence got weaker over time. So who knows what really happened, but it's interesting that suddenly all these allegations come after him after he's dropping pertinent, huge federal government information that the federal government does not want released. Um, so in 2019, Assange was handed over to the British police. And on the same day, the U.S. demanded his extradition. Uh, they threatened him with up to 175 years in prison for alleged espionage and computer fraud. Uh, the book says that at this point, Nils Melser, the U.N. special uh, rapporteur on torture, started his investigation into how the U.S. and U.K. governments were working together to ensure a conviction. His findings are explosive, revealing that Assange has faced grave and systematic due process violations, judicial bias, collusion and manipulated evidence. He has been the victim of constant surveillance, defamation, and threats. Meltzer also gathered together consolidated medical evidence that proves that Assange has suffered prolonged psychological torture. Meltzer compelled investigation, uh, his compelling investigation puts the UK and US state into the dock, showing how through secrecy, impunity, and uh, crucially public indifference unchecked, Power reveals a deeply undemocratic system. Furthermore, the Assange case sets a dangerous precedent. Once telling the truth becomes a crime, censorship and tyranny will inevitably follow. Uh, I wanted to show you guys how uh, a little bit of how the United States uh, first decided to come after Julian Assange. Um, let me first show you guys what he, what he dropped. Now you guys can see all of this on wikileaks.org. You can see what Julian Assange and his organization have been up to. They, they still are dropping these leaks. Most recently was August of 2021. Now, uh, in 2016, he dropped some damaging, uh, emails. He, he released a ton of DNC emails that made the Democrats look really bad right before the election. Uh, but this most recent drop, he says, is a, or it says right here, is about uh, right-wing people campaigning. So he, I mean, Assange is Australian to begin with, uh, but he drops government information from both left-wing and right-wing sides just telling the truth. You click on war and military tab and you get to where uh, those Afghan war logs and the collateral murder video were released showing um, what the government really did not want to release. So uh, in, in this collateral murder video, uh, Julian Assange um, released video of uh, the U.S. military um, 
firing upon some people in, in Afghanistan that ended up killing two Reuters photographers, as well as nine other people, injuring others, including two children seriously injured. And so when Reuters learned that it had lost two of its photographers, it reached out to the U.S. military for comment. And the U.S. military said that it was um, it was a gunfight. Basically, the the forces were firing upon each other, and uh, the uh, photographers just got caught in the middle of it. But Julian Assange's release showed that, in fact, our U.S. military was lying about that. And I'll, I'll show you the video, which is still on YouTube. This is what Assange released. Uh, warning, this is troubling seeing people get shot. Uh, you're clear. All right, I'm firing. Let's stay fine now. Let me know when you can. Yeah. I know all of them. Come on, fire. You get the point. Okay, so two kids were hit in that mix as those kids were injured and then nine people in addition to two um, Reuters photographers were killed. And you can see they were just people milling around minding their own business and the U.S. military takes them out. Uh, Turns out uh, apparently the U.S. military mistook the photographer's cameras over their shoulders for being big guns. So, yeah. That is, uh, and, and then uh, later in the video, you can hear the U.S. Uh, military members saying, oh, like, oh, my gosh, we hit kids. Well, it's their fault for bringing kids into battle. Um, as if, uh, the, did those people know that they were, that they were in battle when they, when they were roaming the street there? Anyway, so that gets released. And shortly after that, uh, senators from both uh, both both Democrat and Republican senators uh, called for the prosecution of Julian Assange, uh, Dianne Feinstein from California, and then um, uh, Senator Bond from Missouri. He he lost re-election that same year, so he's no longer. But Christopher Bond, Kit Bond, uh, was the Republican also calling for the prosecution of Julian Assange. Uh, I'll just read a little bit here. It says that we respectfully urge the Department of Justice to take action to bring criminal charges against WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange and any and all of his possible accomplices involved in the unauthorized possession and distribution of vast quantities of classified and unclassified material from the U.S. government. The unauthorized release of this information, including the recent release of approximately 250,000 State Department documents, is a serious breach of national security and could be used to severely harm the United States and its worldwide interests. On Saturday, before the latest disclosures by WikiLeaks, the State Department's legal uh, advisor, Harold Koh, wrote Mr. Assange telling him that if he were genuinely interested in seeking to stop the damage from his actions, he should, one, ensure WikiLeaks ceases publishing any and all such material, and two, ensure WikiLeaks returns any and all classified U.S. government materials in its possession, and three, remove and destroy all records of this material from WikiLeaks databases. As we know, Mr. Assange failed to take these actions 
and instead proceeded to release these documents to the world at large. And then we go on to mention Bradley Manning, who is now Chelsea Manning, Chelsea Manning, sex change in prison. But this was Julian Assange's source. So if Julian Assange gets sent to jail for 175 years after releasing source material from Bradley Chelsea Manning, what is that? What is the precedent being set for journalists everywhere who have sources who release information like the Pentagon Papers, um, which the New York Times published? Did the New York Times journalists rot in jail after that? No, they didn't. They got they got applauded. Um, so they end up uh, citing the Espionage Act. They they cite the actual section of the law that they're saying that this Australian citizen, Julian Assange, broke the U.S. code here. Um, a bit of it says, whoever having unauthorized possession of and access to or control over any document, writing code book, signal book, sketch, photograph, photographic negative, blueprint, plan, map, model, instrument, appliance, or note relating to the national defense or information relating to the national defense, which information the possessor has reason to believe could be used to the injury of the United States or to the advantage of any foreign nation, willfully communicates, delivers, transmits, or causes to be communicated, delivered, or transmitted, or attempts to communicate, deliver, transmit, or cause to be communicated, delivered, or transmitted, the same to any person not entitled to receive it, or willfully retains the same and fails to deliver it to the officer or employee of the United States entitled to receive it shall be fined under the title or imprisoned not more than 10 years or both. So the person releasing that classified information was Bradley Manning, who I then got outed, but Bradley Manning was the secret source that sent it to the journalist, which was, Julian Assange, which he does have, and he's accused of computer hacking crimes. He does have a history as a hacker. And some of the WikiLeaks documents Julian Assange has released are actually instructions on how to hack so that more people can become hackers. So this is a a secret society's worst nightmare. Someone like Julian Assange outing everything that's really happening. So both the Democrats and Republicans here were trying to get Julian Assange locked up. Lucky for them, the British government, that's not a big fan of free speech, agreed to it, locked him up, and is currently trying to extradite Julian Assange. Um, his wife now is has been fighting frantically to get Assange uh, released and um, basically restore uh, the commitment to freedom of the press, the ability for journalists to... Freely, freely and without fear, communicate with sources and release newsworthy true information about what our governments are up to. Now, here's the statement uh, published last year from the Human Rights Watch pleading with the Attorney General in the U.S. to drop the Assange prosecution. Um, This is a group of, it's signed off by 
a lot of human rights groups, free press groups, uh, reporters without borders, um, even uh, the ACLU signing off on it. Uh, They said, uh, we, the undersigned press freedom, civil liberties and international human rights advocacy organizations write today to share our profound concern about the ongoing criminal and extradition proceedings related to Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks under the Espionage Act and the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. While our organizations have different perspectives on Mr. Assange and his organization, we share the view that the government's indictment of him poses a grave threat to press freedom under both the United States and abroad. We urge you to drop the appeal of the decision by Judge Vanessa Baratzer of the Westminster Magistrates Court to reject the Trump administration's extradition request. We also urge you to dismiss the underlying indictment. The indictment of Mr. Assange threatens press freedom because much of the condition described in the indictment is conduct that journalists engage in routinely and that they must engage in in order to do the work the public needs them to do. Journalists at major news publications regularly speak with sources, ask for clarification or more documentation, and receive and publish documents the government considers secret. In our view, such a precedent in this case could effectively criminalize these common journalistic practices. And they go on and on, um, begging that the attorney general drop these charges. The attorney general is, is not doing that. And uh, the extradition proceedings are continuing. Recently, uh, Julian Assange's now wife uh, tried to appeal the extradition plan. And uh, the request for that to even hear the appeal was was rejected. So uh, she wrote an update on that, uh, the legal process that's now happening. It was just uh, just over a week ago that the court denied uh, that appeal to cease extradition. Uh, I, As I've been researching, he already should have been extradited to the United States, but it appears the pandemic really slowed things down with, with courts, I think, around the world. Uh, so Stella Morris, new wife of Julian Assange, says that, that basically the next step, the defense is entitled to make submissions to the Home Secretary within the following four weeks in advance of her making any decision. So I guess the Home Home Secretary in the United Kingdom uh, has to be has to make this decision about extradition, but the defense, um, aka Julian Assange's team and his his wife, who's an attorney, a very accomplished attorney, her resume is incredible. Um, they do have four weeks um, to make submissions. So so they're still making this fight to try to get Julian Assange extradited. Um, He's actually charged uh, with, there's there's 18 different charges being lodged against him by our U.S. Department of Justice, chiefly espionage. But each charge, except for one, would carry a 10-year sentence. Uh, the 18th charge carries a five-year sentence. So altogether, um, that would be 175 years that Julian Assange could potentially 
be sentenced to um, simply for publishing factual information that came from sources like a lot of journalists do. But the DOJ is trying to paint it more as he also participated in the hacking. So he's he's pretty much uh, a hacker who has interfered um, with uh, our own nation's ability to to defend itself. So uh, it's interesting case. What do you guys think um, as far as did he did he overstep the bounds of uh, of releasing information um, that could compromise national security? Um, and should Australia be defending its its citizen from an American government who is angry that he released American uh, secrets? Um, that's all I had to say, but I just wanted to shout out uh, Julian Assange and his new wife, Stella Morris. Really wish I could have gotten to that wedding. Thanks so much for the invite. And um, hopefully... We can preserve freedom of the press and not send, set any scary precedents and lock away a man who was brave enough and ambitious enough to uncover and release uh, the truth about what our government is up to. Oh, you guys mentioned Seth Rich. Yeah, so Julian Assange, while he was hiding out in the uh, Ecuadorian embassy, in the United Kingdom, he was still dropping major bombs. I mean, it was while he was hidden in the Ecuadorian embassy, having both the U.S. government and the Swedish government going for his throat, he was dropping those major leaks about the DNC. Then WikiLeaks offers a reward for the shooting death of Seth Rich. Megyn Kelly has Julian Assange on Fox News and says, hey, why do you care so much about the Seth Rich case? And uh, Julian Assange wouldn't say that Seth Rich was his source, but, you know, said that we really, we really support our sources. And, uh, he, the way he worded it, he it kept him from answering whether he had any ties directly with Seth Rich. Um, but it also kind of was like, okay, the way you said that pretty much means that you do have ties to Seth Rich who was mysteriously shot at, I believe, 4 a.m. while walking home from a bar on the phone with his girlfriend. Uh, Unsolved murder. And now there's a lot of theories as to whether Seth Rich's death possibly could have been tied to release of the DNC emails. Interesting. Fox, once again, continues to show it has no backbone. It was Fox 5 DC, local Fox, which is part of the Fox Corp, uh, Fox Corp arm. Uh, they had the big uh, big scoop on this story and how strange it was with the death of Seth, Seth Rich. And um, they backpedaled like crazy after there was a threat of lawsuit. If you want to muzzle the press, threaten them with a lawsuit and they will uh, put their tail behind their, between their legs and run away. And that's what Fox did in the story of Seth Rich. They deleted their news articles uh, online and pretended that like all this stuff didn't happen. We're so, so sorry that we ever covered the truth about what's going on with Seth Rich. It was like, good Lord, you guys. Um, but 
Julian Assange is definitely shaking things up. And for that, a lot of people don't like him, and including Democrats and Republicans in, in power. And uh, I've, apparently people like the UK government, too. So it's uh, it's a little a little uh, definitely unsettling about what's happening for him. And um, I just hope free press can win out in all of this. Uh, thank you so much for watching this little segment. I wanted to catch everyone up on the Julian Assange case and celebrate uh, his wedding to Stella today. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.